Pacifist number twenty-three, the director commentary. So I got myself Hungry Jacks today, chat. Was it good? No. Was it bad? Also no. Am I tired? Yes. You want fucked me and made me tired? I went to bed like six p.m. I'm like, oh boy, I can wake up and Pacifist will have released, and I can see all the hopefully nice comments and how many views it got and hopefully I can see if the video does well I'm really excited to see how it does and then I woke up I, if I finally get sleep and I wake up I'm like oh I can finally look and see how the episode did I look at my clock and it's 11 o'clock 11 p.m. I only slept for five hours I'm like fuck go to bed and so I try to go to sleep and multiple times I'm like oh it's got to have been long enough now and I look at my fucking phone or whatever, and it's like 11.15, 11.30, 11.45, midnight. And I I think I eventually got up at like 12.45 or something because I I just kept going to bed for like 15 minutes because I just wanted to see how the episode did. And so I probably only got good five hours of sleep. But uh, people really liked the episode, which is nice. People comment sometimes. Like one of the few negative comments that I receive is one where they're like, I think there was too many jokes this time around. People don't seem to get that the episodes where there's no struggle, there's no actual gameplay that needs to be shown to show like why, like what I'm getting past and stuff. Those ones contain really compressed amount of jokes. The amount of jokes in a a mission that takes four minutes of screen time is the exact same that in the in an in a mission that takes sixty minutes of screen time, because in the sixteen minutes. There's like a lot of gameplay that needs to be shown to, to show how I'm getting places. So the jokes seem spaced out. But in the the where there's no gameplay that needs to be shown, it's all crushed together. And so it seems to be rapid fire jokes. You laughed out loud multiple times. I love that people go, oh, I love this part. That was so funny. And they'll give a timestamp to the video. And then I can click that and watch the joke again and laugh as well. I love there was one joke. I think it was the weakest joke in the entire episode. Um, at the ends, where I had Michael saying, um, it's not hard to, die, hard to die, I could die right now. I was like, oh man, that is that really good? I think it's funny, but are people going to get the reference? Even if they don't get the references, will it be funny? And so I was like, oh, I love that. It made my day. I'm like, oh, that's good. One of my favorite jokes is probably the one that I don't know if people will like as much. Just, just that one where when I pick the RPG and then it flashes to Saruman from Lord of the Rings going, so you have chosen death. <laughs> like, I just really like that. <laughs> like, there are some more subtle jokes, like um, when Michael gets into the elevator for the first time, it plays through the fire and flames, uh, <laughs> in which, you know, the, the building eventually catches on fire. I thought about um, just having that song in the elevator each time, but I'm like, nah, I think I'd rather also have just a Mimi weeb song in there. Because it's funny that Michael would be vibing to such a, such a song. Okay, let's uh, get the game started. Another one um, that I was unsure if people would really vibe with was the um, where I turned my failures to put the getaway car into a place into a rhyme in the in the vein of Dr. Seuss or whatever. And I'm like, ah, uh, is this is this funny or is it too close to being lame? And I but I I think I, I it was it was fine, um, especially because the the ending you complain too much. But um, I like like someone's comment that was um, top ten rappers d- that Eminem is too afraid to diss or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, I was very happy because once upon a time, each episode of Pacifist started with a joke 
about pacifist and I stopped it because I ran out of good jokes and I realized I was just forcing them. But just out of the blue, that joke um, at the beginning just fell together. Welcome to Pacifist Percent, the series that will never die because killing it would be against the rules. <laughs> that was, uh, I'm surprised I'd never used that before. Yeah, I think um, progressively each episode gets better for two reasons. One, the longer the duration between episodes, the more new material that I see, the more memes I collect, the better my own editing gets, the, the more connections I make with other people who could potentially help me with it in this particular case. This is actually the first time anyone has ever helped me with Pacifist, but I, I couldn't do that um, silver hand thing myself. But like the longer that, that takes, like the, the more stuff I potentially have that fits perfectly because I just have more life experience. But yeah, and it's also my, my skill in editing. Like I can watch the older episodes and be like, ah oh, man, that's... Like, all my older editing, I look back and I go, that's not terrible necessarily, but it's definitely not as uh, refined as I would make it today. The creation of Lamar Silverhand. It is funny every time an episode of Pacifist comes out, and people are like, oh, now I understand why it took so long to make. And people don't realize that I don't work on it for, like, months. Like, an episode of Pacifist, regardless of how intensive the editing is, if I just dedicate myself to it, I could finish it over the course of three to four days. You know? The only reason this one took so long is because I didn't work on it for almost two months. Then I completed it all in like five days, but then I had to wait like a week for the Johnny Silverhands thing. So that joke in the most recent pacifist, Lamar Silverhand, it went through quite a few stages. I was sitting there for like five minutes, ten minutes, a day, I don't even fucking know. Um, sitting there trying to think of something that Franklin could have as a daydream. Something about dreaming, waking up, falling asleep, something like that. And that popped into my mind. Wake the fuck up, samurai. We have a city to burn. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, actually, because the, 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 I mean, the building is burning, and that even, that's even associated in a way. But I'm like, how could I make this more relevant or something? Like, originally, I had it just so, because Johnny Silverhand says his lines off screen and then moves his head into frame, I'm like, well, I guess I could just replace his lines with Lamar, Lamar's lines and have him move into frame. I'm like, yeah, but that's not really that creative, is it? I can do better than this. I'm like, what if I face swapped and then just changed the color of his skin or something? So it would be Lamar's face on Johnny Silverhand's body, but I, I changed his skin color. And then I looked into that and I'm like, face swap technology is not that good, especially considering that Johnny Silverhand takes off glasses. Like two people sent me stuff they made on their phone or whatever with face app or whatever and it looked horrific like the stuff of nightmares and i'm like okay so we we can't just face swap keanu reeves with lamar so what do i do now i'm like well i guess i'll look for a johnny silverhand model uh with his clothing and just put that clothing on lamar but it turns out it's a lot more complicated than that um the clothing is made for a particular model and stuff you can't just switch the clothing between characters and while there was a Johnny Silverhand model, it was a model that you had to pay for. And I contacted the, the person who made it. I'm like, hey, look, can I pay you for this model? Or maybe even better, pay you to make one for Lamar? And he's like, I don't do that stuff anymore. I'm like, oh, well, can I, can I at least have that model then? And he never got back to me. Fortunately, I got a message from uh, Shadow Wolf. Like, like I, I basically got no messages when I called for people to hopefully make me a Lamar model that looked like Johnny Silverhand. I only got like one response, it was from Shadow Wolf, and he made me one. Like, it is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's pretty good. 
So yeah, so he, he gives me the model, and then I give it to Murfish. So actually, originally I went to Murfish, to who's the person who's helped me with some other projects, who does a lot of the machinima for me, as in like he moves the characters, and then I edit the result, basically. Um, he helped me with um, the Franklin Rose Lamar speedrun, the Rockstar's champion fights, and ending D. But he said like he does, he has no idea how to make models, so that's why I had to contact Shadow Wolf. Um, so then I got the model from Shadow Wolf. It took like four or five days, and then I gave it to Murfish to make the scene that you ended up seeing, and that took four to five days. But but the problem with making the scene is there is no scene, no, no there's no animation in the game, literally no animation where a character takes off their sunglasses. There isn't one, and no point in this entire game. There's a character take off sunglasses. The closest you have is binoculars and putting on sunglasses or something, which um, both they use they both use two hands. And so the reason why in the second half of the scene, I zoom in on Lamar's face, is to cover that the second hand is basically doing nothing. You can just barely see it out, out of the side. Um, but I think the zoom actually worked quite well because Lamar. It, sh it showcased Lamar's face well, and he looks very serious. Additionally, I, I didn't hang on the zoomed out version for very long, because the sunglasses are actually like floating over his face, just a little bit. You'll see them like vibrate a little bit, like it's, it's not fully on his face. So basically, that it worked out as well as it did is surprising. The thing is actually playing in reverse, because it's the animation of a person putting on their sunglasses. But, I, but it's reversed, so it's taking them off. What hurts pacifist percent on YouTube? So I think I've discovered, chat, why pacifist doesn't do too well on YouTube. And the answer seems to be that subscribers love that shit. Like, people who already watch my stuff, but people who don't watch my stuff, not particularly interested. Maybe because it says episode 23. Or maybe because they've watched other episodes and gone, nah, this isn't for me. So when another one gets recommended to them, they're like, ah, eh, nah. Probably the same thing as last time, you know. Still worth doing, of course. How the latest episode of Passes do? Not too well. Think like uh, 80,000 worse than the last episode. So it's one of the uh, lower performing ones. The new YouTube video cracked me up. You like the Passes? Thank you, dude. Of the views that I got, 75% were already subscribers, 25% were not subscribers. And I don't think those are good numbers. Better than most? It depends on your perspective. Like a lot of people look at their numbers and they're like, oh shit, so many people who watch aren't subscribed. People aren't subscribing. People aren't, you know, watching every video that I produce. They're just watching like one-offs and then bailing. But on the flip side of that, if you have so many people subbed or just subscribers watching, you're like, oh shit, YouTube isn't sending out my contents to new viewers. I'm not bringing in a new audience. Uh, and considering that every day, uh, people who already watch you get sick of your content, that's a bad sign. That's a quick path to, uh, you know, diminishing viewership if all, the only people watching are people who already know about you. I don't think I'm in that situation. Uh, I think enough new people do get shown my stuff. But just with Pacifist specifically, it's such a great series that uh, I, I wish more people got to experience it. I do look back at the earlier episodes and think, man, I wish I could just re-edit those. I wish I had sway with YouTube and I'd just be like, look, can I just like change the video? Like, just, I'll just re-edit the whole thing, redo all the voiceovers and uh, we can replace that video with a different video. I believe they're able to do that 
but they only do it with like companies. Hasn't there been a handful of situations where company, large companies have put up a video and they've accidentally left some particular information in, like this game is coming to PlayStation or whatever, it's not announced, so they replace the video. My clips saw a boost in revenue. So here's a funny thing, chat. I talked before about how there was a bug on YouTube where the uh, where, well, no, sorry, the, the the revenue for uh, videos under two minutes massively reduced. So for like a seven day period or something, the revenue cut in half. But then YouTube's like, oh, we fixed it now, we fixed it. And the revenue doubled. As in, it went, it halved, and then quadrupled. So it doubled from its original point. My daily revenue for the Clips channel, it, it, it basically quadrupled. But I haven't been uploading clips as much during that time, coincidentally, because I've been busy with other stuff. Like, the revenue on that channel was always really low, and I actually sent them an email like, is it meant to be this low? It feels kind of low. And then I, as I said before, I, I discovered the reason why it looks so low is because um, any video under 30 seconds doesn't get pre-roll ads. So, because, you know, a third of the videos, maybe even more than that, don't get pre-roll ads, it makes it look like the, the, well, the average revenue for the videos is very low. But they might have even tweaked it, so maybe even more videos get pre-roll ads now, like uh, above 20 seconds or something. I mean, that's why the revenue is boosted. I don't know. Either way, I, I, I should spend a day just dedicated to making nothing but clips or something to capitalize on this, but I probably won't. Gaming for a living impacts your enjoyment of games. Competitive gaming makes you unable to enjoy casual games, IMO. I wonder if that's true for everyone. I feel like any time spent casual gaming should be spent on practicing. Yeah, I guess it's the same feeling I have then. Like I do hear about the rigorous practice regimes, you know, morning to dusk or whatever, just grinding away. My issue though is even when my professional gaming, whatever, it, my, my streaming is done, I'm meant to be editing as well. So even in hypothetically that time where I would just have free time to do something else, I, uh, I still have other stuff I'm meant to be doing. And it never ends. Like, there's there's never an end to, I've done everything. It's, well, I've still got 800 more things. And then, like, even in some hypothetical reality, where I completed everything that I needed to complete, then it's, okay, now I gotta think of something new that I have to do, or I'm wasting time. One day it will all stop, though, chat. One day no one will watch. And, uh, then I can just sit and play Heroes of Ma Magic 3 to my heart's content. And that will some someday be, and I think a sad day. I just hope that by the time that this is all over and my career is ended, like I want it to end. As a, like I I want to be the one who's like I've done enough, and then I leave, as opposed to effectively being forced to leave by circumstance, either some legislation or uh, getting banned or uh, just people losing interest or whatever. I mean, everyone wants to decide their own fate, you know. But in my present state of mind, it's hard to imagine just not wanting to do this at some point, but, you know, people change. Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and be like, I'm gonna be a professional Heroes of Might and Magic 3 player. I'll build the fucking tournament scene myself. But don't you think that you've been so deep into doing just the important stuff and not enjoying yourself? It'd be more harmful rather than being productive? It's just I do enjoy myself in doing the productive thing as well. I'm fortunate in that respect. I do a lot of things that I enjoy. My, I enjoy my job. I don't think I'm sincerely harming myself by uh, playing a game that I enjoy or editing stuff that I enjoy. Certainly there's some tedious parts, but it's that's any job, you know.
I deleted Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Why did I delete Heroes of Might and Magic 3? The answer is because it was distracting me from doing stuff that is important. There are other, there's other things that I can do that I find enjoyable that more people be willing to watch. And I was just playing too much of it. I'm not fully over it, but I'm in a large part over it as well. Like it would just take too long to become perfectly proficient at. And while I tried to play it as a chill game, because I put a limited timer, it would often be not very chill. And the RNG kind of uh, got frustrating sometimes. It's a difficult game to play perfectly proficiently. The alert cells playing Hom, I know. Twitch is terrible. I suppose in this case it's OBS's fault, but whatever. So despite having quit Heroes of Might and Magic 3, like I legit didn't even play it when I was off yesterday, uh, or the day before, uh, I still watch it a bit. Still enjoyable to watch, while accepting I'm shit at the game. There's so much need to learn, to be proficient. And honestly, that's most games, you know? When you look at like a MOBA and you're like, oh yeah, you can either like play it and know one hero, or like to be truly proficient at the game, you have to like know every single hero and everything that they can do, right? Why did I quit Heroes of Might and Magic 3? Because it was distracting me from doing stuff that actually matters. It's not content I can make for YouTube or, or, or Twitch, really. And while I enjoyed playing it, like, there's other things that I can enjoy doing. The main reason I like to play it is because, because no one wants to watch it. There was no stress. No worrying about being entertaining and stuff. It was just play the game, you know? The stress of the Chaos Raw video. I hope yesterday's episode of Chaos does decently well on uh, YouTube. I didn't feel 100% while doing it, and there was like three separate times where I tried to say a joke or a line and my brain just stuttered. I was just like, ah, oh, no. I mean, it won't be bad for the uh, edited version, but for the raw version, it's, uh, it's obviously worse. I mean, that's the thing with the, uh, like, most of my content, well, I'd say all of it except Chaos Raw, is uh, edited, so I can fuck up sometimes and not feel pressure about it. Like, ah, oh, well, that's not going to end up in the episode anyway. But with Chaos Raw, everything gets in there. It's a lot more of a stressful taxing experience. I mean, you think I wouldn't care because I stream, and it's not like I can edit my streams. I, I, I stream, you know, a, a six to eight hours a day, maybe more, and I, I can't remove my mistakes there. But somehow with the YouTube video, it's a little bit more... Uh, impactful, like it matters more to me. I guess because final people watch it, you know. Do we really need Chaos Raw? Some people prefer the raw version, and getting the raw version out is far faster, and it's worth more money, and it takes no editing time. As in, generally speaking, when you want to edit something, the good stuff in it isn't 50%, you know? When, when you edit a Chaos Raw episode, you come away with like 50 minutes or more of good footage. Like, why would you take the time to edit, to shorten the thing by 50%, you know? The reason why the Chaos highlights exist in the uh, edited form is because they still do well. People watch them and they, they are the superior version of Chaos, I would say. It's just, I don't think it's worth the effort necessarily. As in like, if I was truly desperate to have, uh, people work on other stuff. Uh, like I was so far behind uh, and I had to ditch a series. Chaos Highlights would be the series that I ditch. Cause it's superior to the raw version, but not so superior that uh, the raw version just existing by itself wouldn't be fine, you know? A new argument about eating animals. 
So, someone sent me a video. They only spe they specifically linked to eight minutes in the video, so I watched that eight minutes. Didn't contradict anything that I said in my last rambles, but they they sent it to me anyway. I don't I don't really understand. But um, it did brought up it, it, the video brought up a point that I hadn't considered about um, you know how they say cows produce uh, so many emissions or whatever. It's bad for the environment. Da da da. Um, it it brought up the point that uh, most fertilizer that is used comes from animals. And synthetic fertilizer, stuff made in labs and stuff, is a lot more harmful to the environment to produce or some such. So, like, if we weren't using animal fertilizer, let's say we didn't eat meat, so we didn't have animals, da da da, we'd have to make fertilizer that way to be able to make uh, all the plants that we would need to eat. Um, and that would be harmful to the environment given the process for that. And I was like, well, I had never considered that before. I don't know much about the um, the differing levels of emissions uh, comparing animal fertilizer to uh, to synthetic fertilizer. A, a lot of the problems I have with the discussion about um, veganism, there's the moral part of it. So when people are morally driven, where they believe that they're fighting for a crusade of what is right as opposed to what is practical, you can fudge the numbers either intentionally or unintentionally because you want to achieve that particular goal so bad, right? Like, if you believe it's morally reprehensible to eat animals, do you really want to put forth a case where it's like, well, actually, it's better for the environment if you eat animals, or, um, or actually, the, the alternatives in regards to fertilizers, it's, it's, I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying because there are moral implications involved, you can't trust everyone to either be willing or, or emotionally able to look at the facts and present them. People can be speaking perfectly honestly about what they believe is true, but actually being led by uh, emotion and whatnot. I mean, there's politics in general, I suppose, or anything with um, any sort of social implications, but... Yeah, I just wish it was something more that I uh, had a lot of time to research in, you know. But I don't. So I don't know shit, people. If you think it's worth your time, do, do some research, man. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.